everybody. Welcome back to Best Friends Club Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Renee. And you are listening to Season 2, Episode 21, The One with the Bullies. I feel like this episode is so funny. It is pretty funny. There's a lot going on. It's like, there's a lot going on. It's very quirky. It's very 90s. Like, this this is really like a time capsule. It is. Okay, so we're gonna dive right into it. Okay. There's um, pretty much three distinct, st- oh, three distinct storylines in this one. <laughs> the string storylines in this one. Um, so we'll just start out with the very the first one, um, which is what it opens up to. So the scene opens up with Monica watching the stocks, but Joey calls it the Business Channel. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we watching the Business Channel? Which I love. <laughs> Um, and if anyone's been around my house any time in the last Ugh. 30 years, you will be very familiar with the stock channel, MSNBC, I think, is what my dad watches. It's I think that's one channel. of them. It's yeah. the business channel. The business channel. Obviously, we know what it's called, too. Yeah. I mean, Renee, you can you can attest to this. Like, that was always on in my house always when on. my dad was home. And back in the day when, like, you had to have a – um, landline computer to get on the internet and there wasn't very much internet Ashley's dad would get home from work at like 4 or 4 30 and kick us off the computer so he could check his stocks do you remember that we called it the, the bewitching hour yeah but um it was actually like 3 30 to 3 45 because the stock market closed at four. Oh, I remember all of this gosh. loud and clear oh, loud and clear when Ashley and I were busy uh building our website Renee and Ashley please dot homepage dot com r.i.p R.I.P. If anyone can find, if anyone can find it, we will, we will truly give you money. At least I will. Oh my gosh, I, I will too. We will give you serious money. There is a reward if this website is found. There is a reward for www.reneeandashleyplease.homepage.com. Mm-hmm. Listen, if you're thinking easy, all I have to do is Google it. Next, try again. If you're thinking, oh, it's on the Wayback Time Machine page. Nope, it's not. No, it isn't. Because that started in what, 2001, 99? Maybe. And our, this is 98, at least. Our website is from like, was it 97, 98? 98. It was 98, 99. All right. So there you have it, you guys. That's all the information we can provide. That's all we've got. It's from 1998. It was, I don't know if it matters where the ISP was, but we were in Florida. <laughs> it was Renee and Ashley, please.homepage.com. Renee was learning to code. We could it was, be, you guys. If I would have stuck with it, I could have invented saying, Google. We were STEM. I feel like we've said this what? before that we could probably we were we could have invented Google. Okay, Google Ashley, you idea. did not invent got milk. <laughs> <laughs> I have the napkin. Um, okay, yeah. So so I'm very familiar with the stock channel, the business channel. So the business channel. Monica said that she was watching it one time and she saw her initials M-E-G so I guess her middle name is not Balula yeah I know I was gonna say I tried to figure out if we ever find out her middle name and we don't we don't figure out hers or Phoebe's oh that's right because because Ursula tries to tell Phoebe that her middle name is Phoebe right she's (laughs) like that's my first name and she's like oh um let's see if I know everybody else's okay hold on okay Chandler Muriel Bang. Yes. Rachel Elizabeth Green. No, mm-hmm. Rachel Karen. Mm-hmm. Rachel Karen Green. Mm-hmm. 
Um, do we learn Ross's? Ross Eustace Geller. Where did you learn that? Uh, I mean, you Googled it. But like, well, yeah, I looked at them today. I don't really remember his. I don't ever remember learning Ross. It must be like on a diploma or something in the background. Maybe. That would be interesting. Okay, so we've got Chandler, um, Rachel Ross, um, Joseph. This should be easy for you. Oh. Or let's say it should be easy for me. Oh. Joey and I have the same middle name. (gasps) Can I say it? Yeah. Joseph Francis Tribbiani. (laughs) Why are you middle naming me? Okay, I remember that one. So that's the four of them. And so then it's Monica... And I was going to guess Elizabeth, but... That's what I was going to guess, too. Monica Elizabeth. Um, although if Ross's middle name is Eustace, maybe hers is mm-hmm. a little bit more like, I don't know, colorful. <laughs> so we don't know Monica's colorful. and we don't know Phoebe's. Mm, okay. If yeah. anyone thinks they know them, give us a shout. Anyway, yeah. so um, so she's watching MEG and she's like, it was really exciting. You have to wait a few hours, but then it pops back up. And they're like, wow, you really need a job, which is true. Yeah, seriously. Um, and so I'm pretty sure that um, that's when uh, Ross is like, oh, hey, dad called and said he can get you an interview. Um, I was talking to dad and he said, and she's and, and then Phoebe goes, OK, that's it. It's the third sign today <laughs> or something like that. And so she's getting all these signs. Um because they mentioned dad, and then she walks by a buffet, which is her dad's last name, and they were serving Frank's, which is her dad's first name, minus the S. And <laughs> and they've got a spinning chicken, which is his Indian name. Indian name. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and then they said, who wants the last hamburger? And she's like, hamburger, McDonald, old McDonald, had a farm. My dad is a pharmacist. So basically, Phoebe just oh. wants to go visit her dad, and she's seeing signs. But that's the next storyline. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put a pause on that one, and we're gonna go back yeah. to Monica with the interview. But isn't so, that funny? How when you want something, you just kind of see what you want to see. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Like anything dating? could be a sign if you're looking for it. Oh, totally. There are some people that I've talked to that have gone through some pretty serious things, and they're like, "Yeah, we have these signs." And part of me is probably like, "Yeah, there's a little bit of like." you know, wanting to see it. But um, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe that's even, maybe that alone is like healing just to have something that you are looking for, you know? Yes, totally. And I know they say that about like, um, oh, if like a ladybug lands on you, it's like a relative from the beyond. And I'm like, probably not. They say that? But I just thought it was good luck. Yeah, there's like a, there's like a few things, like a few animals um, that are supposed to be like a loved one that has passed visiting okay. or like showing support or whatever. And I'm like, mm, probably not, but maybe. I mean, who am I to say, I guess? But it doesn't matter if it's real or not. If it, like, brings you comfort or, like, gets yeah. you to do the thing you need to do, then that's, that's right. great. If it makes you think fond memories or if it's like, okay, cool, my mom is looking down on me. I have strength. Yeah. Like, yeah. Good, find the strength, move on. Or not, sorry, yes. not, like, move on, but to carry on. <laughs> like, yeah. About well, to and like this, like, Mariah's Phoebe song. clearly needed to feel like it was the right time. Yes, And so right. regardless of her, like, very long shot connect the dots right um she's seeing what she needs to see to make the move so that's good move yeah that's right um okay but we'll get there in a second so monica goes to the interview 
it's for a theme restaurant where she has to sing and dance <laughs> on the table and she has to make something called Laverne and Curly Fries. <laughs> and two things I want to say here. Um, first is that remember we were talking last episode about Joey's attitude or maybe it was two episodes, sorry, ago about Joey's attitude with like thinking a job is beneath him. Mm-hmm. Monica's got the same thing going on because she's like, I was a sous chef at Cafe des Artistes. I can't go make something called Laverne and Curly Fries. And yep. it's, again, this whole like, no, my trajectory is supposed to be upward only. Mm-hmm. And um, hers is a little bit sadder because, like you said, Joey really has nobody to blame but himself for his because mm-hmm. he kind of got arrogant, although it was naive. Mm-hmm. Um, Monica thought she was doing the right thing you know, by switching meat vendors and getting cheaper meat or whatever and then giving her a thank you and her getting fired over it. And she had no idea. Right. I mean, so she still only has herself to blame, I suppose. And knowing Monica, she's probably feeling really guilty about it. But, like, it is quite a bummer because it's not like she got a big head and started, you know, ruining her own chances. She just had a slip up and they apparently have a zero tolerance policy at Cafe des Artistes. Right. But what I would like to mention at this point is that Monica got fired in episode five of this season. Oh, wow. It's episode and this is... 21. That's a really good point. Although she does do some Time has jobs. passed. She does. She but does. at a certain point, I think that this the rule still applies. Like at a certain point, you just have to take a job. Oh, totally. Well, this is the yeah. thing. Is, like, she has gone and she's on at that point. <laughs> like... She did a couple interviews. They went very poorly, right? Mm-hmm. Like that gross guy mm-hmm. with the the salad, damn julienne, yeah, <laughs> um, and the mocklet. Oh yeah, and so was that no, season one? No morals, and I need the cash. Yeah, no. So that was now. So she's done a few things. She's tried, um, and and then I get that this probably feels like the lowest of the low because it's like the tourist theme restaurant in like mm-hmm. Times Square or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that, and you know, she'd be a line cook. But yeah, she said she has $127 in her bank account. So the time has come to just get a job. Mm-hmm. You don't have to put it on yeah. your resume. You can leave right. your, you can leave your catering business and you can leave your Cafe des Artistes. Nobody has to know that you worked at Moonlight Diner or whatever it's called. Moonlight Diner. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. But yes, yeah, she does kind of have some of that same attitude. And I totally agree. Like it's time to, for Joey, it, it not a lot of time has passed, and it's not like he had good um, audition opportunities, but he got mm-hmm. himself into so much debt that he didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My second point about this, do you know where I'm going to go with this? I don't think so. Well, uh, you want me to guess? No. I, <laughs> okay. I'll tell you, listeners, one of the two of your hosts of this podcast Worked at a restaurant where you had to sing and dance oh, to songs on tables. I did think of that while I was watching it. Um, I thought you were going to say you wouldn't want to wear flame retardant boobs either. I mean, who would? Who would? Okay, so Ashley's going to tell you all about when she worked at Johnny Rockets now. <laughs> Ashley's never worked in the food industry that we've said a few times. So mm. let's guess. Oh, wait. Renee's going to tell you all about the time she worked at Joe's Crab Shack. Yes. Where the and shack by is always the time, shaken. she means several years. Several years. Um, Come on, Renee. It was a great job. 
And yeah, if you've never been to a Joe's Crab Shack, it's seafood. Hence the word crab in, in the, the title. title. <laughs> and um, every hour during busy times, they did what they called concept, which was they turned on a disco ball and it meant we had two minutes to get all of our food put in. And it was a way of providing entertainment for the guests and also giving the kitchen a minute to catch up. Um, which is very and smart. And we had to dance. It is smart. Um, so we had to do pre-rehearsed dances to like YMCA and car wash. Did you have wash. to like come in on Sunday mornings to learn the dances? Well, I helped open the restaurant, so I learned them then. And I think when you when people would start, they would just learn them. I mean, they weren't complicated. It was like pointing and doing the YMCA. Like disco, you know, like the disco the John finger Travolta. point thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was stuff like that. It was like anybody could learn it after seeing it one time. Do you have any, like, pictures or videos of you doing this? I don't think so. This is pre-social media. Ah, bummer. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, but it was a fun job. I liked working there. The dancing didn't bother me. I think it would bother me now. But people loved it. Like, the people who came would come and request, like, the people who ate there would come and, like, request that we did it. And it usually resulted in better tips, honestly. That's fun. Because you get, like, the kids up. You get, like, grandma up there doing the Macarena. People love it. <laughs> and Renee was in high school and college. So I think, like, yeah. you, weren't come, you weren't wearing flame retardant boobs. No. And it wasn't, like, serious. It was just fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Anyway. So I have that's no that. regrets. Maybe some of you out there that are, I have no regrets. <laughs> no raggarts. <laughs> Maybe some of you out there listening also worked at Joe's Crab Shack or a theme restaurant where you had to dance or be rude to customers for the theme or dress up as a Disney princess. I don't know. Tell us. We'd yeah. love to hear See, it. See, I the dancing didn't bother me at all. The dressing up, I think, would be. Yeah, that would be the that would be hard thing, for me. I think, right? Yeah, but I also think that could be like a personality thing. Like people who are maybe like in acting or like kind of already do like character stuff. Oh, yeah. Because you basically might just be get to come. Completely put, normal. Yeah. And I think it'd be fun to get to come put on a character and you don't have to be like, hi, welcome. Yeah, okay. No, that's fine. Oh, let me check that for you. You can just be like, mm -hmm. okay, sweetie, you sit down and I'll figure it out. We're busy, okay? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, around with that. that was my New York accent yeah. for those of you that who was were great. not sure what was just happening. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, but yeah. So, so yeah, Monica doesn't want to. She doesn't want to dress up in flame retardant boobs. Wanna. So I what she does her. is she comes home from the interview and she says it's terrible. She looks at the newspaper business paper page and is like, wow, MEG went up two points or seven points or whatever she says. And she was like, that means if I would have put all my money in me, I'd have more money. So Monica what could go wrong to play the stock market. Mm -hmm. This is a rough have situation. Ever, have you ever played the stock market? Um, No. I have a 401k that's got some investment a in stocks. A 401k? A 401k. Um, yeah, there's, I mean, that's invested in some stocks. That's a diversified mm -hmm. portfolio. Yeah. But I have never like watched stocks I know a right. little bit more about it now and I um would like to do more stock investment but it's quite difficult from outside of the U.S. and the New Zealand mm -hmm. stock market and Australian stock exchange like aren't quite as 
lucrative. Do you? Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of have the same thing. We don't have 401ks because we work for ourselves. But Yeah, because you're the boss um, of we you. Because like, I'm the boss of me. Um, but we have like a similar sole proprietor type thing that, yeah, is like diversified in who even knows what, honestly. But I don't like have any MEG stock that I know of. If you want my opinion. I'd love it. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> I think unless you, like a lot of people I think want to try to find the next Airbnb or the next Facebook or the next, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, which is incredibly hard to do, obviously. Um, and all of the like real richy rich guys say, don't try to do that. And don't mm-hmm. try to like be an angel investor or whatever, um, unless you're really plugged into that network and you know like what to look for. Um, mm-hmm. So what I think is the best, oh, and also I don't think that you need to spend money. This is all just my opinion, obviously. I think I need to like disclaimer this. I'm not a financial advisor. So purely my opinion. Um, I've always thought that like managed portfolios weren't necessarily worth it because you're basically paying somebody on Wall Street at like JP Morgan or whatever to just like push your money around. Um, And what I think is the best way to do it for like the average person like us um, is to just do like the S&P 500. So it's an index fund and it's basically just all the top companies that usually mm-hmm. does pretty well over time um it's absolutely not like a short-term investment strategy like get rich quick right. not at all i actually think that's what ours is in yeah it's the most i, I think like it makes the most sense before it is still like you can still be quite um aggressive's not the word maybe it is the word but it's like the one where you're young well, it's like and, what risk yeah yeah like what a riskier, riskier growth fund yeah yeah mm-hmm. and so i think it um we totally could have a tax and finance podcast with a hip hop oh, flair. Listen to yeah. us. City. Heavy on the hip hop, low We're on the financial advice. still waiting for you advice. to call us. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, do an index fund, guys. If you're looking for something, put your money in it and park it. <laughs> but, but then don't if you're blame like, us when you lose everything. Yeah. Oh, and also just like <laughs> not to be like this, but like I definitely think we're headed for a bit of a downturn so it's one of those things where like you can't my dad says like don't try to time the market like don't try to get your money out before you think it's going to go down and like everybody who was invested in oh wait like if you hadn't touched it and just left everything it's you've it's bit it's bounced back and some by now right that's the thing is you can't plan you need to put that money away and just plan on that retirement which you can pull out when you really need it yeah, and like a lot of people don't do it. Like like some people can't afford to do that and they need that money right away, you know, like for, if they lost their job mm-hmm. or lost their business or lost their home or whatever. And that's really unfortunate. That's where you get into trouble. So anyway, if you want more advice, probably Google it and don't ask us. <laughs> so the long and short is don't put 127. That's all in the money you have left in MEG. MEG. Okay. And Monica's um, stock investment strategy is get out before they go down. That is just not, not Joey's. Joey's strategy. <laughs> that is so. And I not love my how motto. long. I love how long Rachel like stares at him with disgust on her face. Oh, it's so funny. Isn't like it? it's it lingers for like a a decent amount of time. It's so funny. Yeah. Oh, bless. Sorry, their friend Joey. That's okay. Their friend Joey is a bit of a player. Anyway, um, so Monica is like. 
time is money, people, or whatever. And they're like, what? And so she decides to switch from MEG to CHP and ZXY. CHP, because she had a huge crush on Eric Estrada. Which I don't get. I think it's a reference to Chips, the TV show. Oh, CHP is like chip. I don't know. Double check me, listeners. But I think it's I think Eric Estrada must have been in Chips, which I vaguely remember from when we were young. Like, I think it was like maybe on Nick at Night or TV Land. I don't Mm. even think so. I don't know. I don't remember ever watching Chips. Chips. No, I saw the new remake with Dax Shepard. Oh, is it like a police drama? I think it's a I think it's a police comedy dramedy oh okay dramatic at least the movie was yeah oh it was a movie oh well the one with Dax Shepard was oh okay well I think that's like it's like kind of your um like mismatched duo cop right duo. right and so you're like he's been they're kind years of on the force and he's yeah the book. and they're like the least likely to ever solve a crime and then somehow they do it but you know like comedy a and and Hutch situation i've never seen that but probably oh i'm pretty sure it's the same thing where one of them's real like hippie owen wilson is like real hippie dippy does drugs mm-hmm. is like real like back doors for everything and ben mm-hmm. stiller is like by the book cop Basically, Somehow, it's the template. Ashley and I have never seen the same movie. I'm not really sure how that's worked out. But that's good because that means that <laughs> together we have a complete knowledge of everything. <laughs> we have a total catalog. Yeah, we're Misi. Anyway, okay. So CHP we think is chips. ZXY because it sounds zexy. Zexy. So, so now Monica's moved into dangerous territory because she has literally uh-huh. no idea what she's doing. Buy, sell, up, down, bears, bowls. Steve Sleeve. Which is ZXY the zipper brand? Oh, that's YKK. Oh, close and close with the letters, huh? Do you know why I know that? YKK. Because of a hip hop song. Hey! Oh. YKK all on your zipper. I don't remember which one, but it's I it's not outcast, but it might. It's like is yeah, that anyway. sipping on some sister sip, sipping? <laughs> is it that one? I don't think so. But it would have been a fitting lyric. It sounded like it when you were... in your zipper. Yeah, it's from something. Anyway, it's from a hip-hop song. It's from an urban song. Okay. Um, So she basically loses all of her money because she has no idea what she's doing. And she's just doing things that she thinks sound fun. Bad idea. And also, she's playing the short game. Trying to move her money around quickly instead of just putting it somewhere, parking it, index fund people. Um, Ashley, so, what? It's from Outcast, so fresh and so clean, clean. Oh, I was right. It is Outcast. Yeah, you were right. Thank you. YKK Treasure. on your zipper, lick you like a lizard when I'm slizzard or sober. Oh. Six million. That's all the preview says. It's from weird Lyric to hear, Genius. It's weird to hear people <laughs> read out rap lyrics. I know. That's why I did it because it's, it's funny. What's even better though is. When Renee sings Lil Wayne lyrics <laughs> like a school choir. Oh, God, it's the best. Well, it's the only way you can sing Lil Wayne lyrics and not feel totally disgusting. That's true. But it's even better when you hold your hands in like 
choir pose and like sway from side to side and you just imagine like the catholic boys choir it's i did this one time <laughs> and ashley's never forgotten it it's it's a highlight of my life it was one of the, it was the best of things she's ever seen <laughs> maybe one of these days you guys will get lucky enough to hear renee i, I almost started and then i was like i can't i can't do mm. this right now I think we have we a podcast to get through without we offending the kids. To get through. Good point. Okay. So, and we were still only on story number one. So Monica Ooh, loses everything. Rough. She <laughs> asks to borrow a hundred bucks from Rachel and Rachel's like, girl, I don't have a hundred bucks. You need to take this job. And so Monica's like, I don't want to wear flame retardant boobs. And then at the end, um, the show ends with all of them at Moonlight Diner with all these quarters on the table and the jukebox and Monica having to do the YMCA dance on the bar. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. Okay, so let's pop, let's jump into Phoebe's dad signs. Yeah. So we told you guys before, Phoebe's like seeing all these like questionable signs about seeing her dad, but it's what she needs to give her the like okay to go and do it. The boost the boost so she drives the cab and rachel and joey support her in the back seat with pillows because of the abruptness of the stopping <laughs> and um so phoebe is like okay here i go i'm gonna go meet my dad and she gets out and starts to walk and this little dog starts attacking her oh my gosh it's so funny it's really because funny. i actually feel like that was her truly being attacked by this dog <laughs> it seemed like, like it Latching onto her Her bell bottom Her purple bell bottom Um, Yeah it does Because it is I was going to say Part of it is only like A bottom shot Where you only see The pant leg and the dog But then there are like Mm -hmm. Full body shots Where she's lifting her leg All the way up Shaking the dog off It's really funny And it reminds me of I used to live with this dog That was a total ankle biter It was teeny tiny And when you'd go to Walk down the hallway Of our house she would just come out and attack because she thought it was like fun playtime. <laughs> she was really little, but she had razor sharp teeth. Mm-hmm. And so like I used to not go out into the hallway without wearing tall shoes, like boots. <laughs> and we'd have to just stand You're there and be safe like, safe in your own home. We'd be like, Rage, can I get it? <laughs> Rage. Um, but she grew out of that. She's a sweet little dog. She just thought it was fun. Anyway. Um, so yeah, so Phoebe's like shaking this dog off of her ankle and she's like i really want to like all animals but you're making this hard you (laughs) piece of crap (laughs) and um so rachel so phoebe runs back to the cab and rachel throws out this disgusting like bologna and ham spread or olive loaf and ham spread or something horrid which ham spread i I don't even want to know what that is but no mayo but no mayo because that would be disgusting Hold the um, mayo. And so she throws it out to distract the dog, but even the dog won't eat that gross sandwich. I love the po- the part where Joey's like, well, if he's not going to eat it, I am. And they're like, Joey, don't go out there. And he's like, guys, it's just a little dog. And he turns and the dog's like dangling from the window. Oh my gosh, that's my favorite part. Because I'm like, how so did they get that dog to hang there? I know. I feel a little bit like it feels a little cruel because it's just dangling, but it's hysterical. I'm sure his little booties like supported in some way. I yeah, I'm sure they just did it very quickly. Um, besides, it's a working dog. He knows he has to do mm-hmm. stumps. I think so. Yeah. He knows. So they he signed up with his little paw. With his little paw. <laughs> um, and so they stay there all night, and they're waiting for the dog. And then they're like, "Okay, I think the coast is clear." And Phoebe's like, 
do you know what? I just, this feels like a bad sign. I just, I really want everything to be perfect. And she gives this like beautiful, heartfelt monologue about, you know, this is the only real family she has left. And so she wants it to be just right. And this just doesn't feel right. And so they're like, that's okay, Phoebes. Like, we'll be here with you, you know, when the time is right. And so she, um, she goes to drive away and she runs over the dog. Uh, just that like, boof. Yeah. That little squeal. And that's how the dog died. No. I'm just kidding. Dogs are very resilient. Um, and so Although ears don't tend to grow back. Yeah, only once in a blue moon does a dog's ear grow back. Um, So Phoebe takes the dog to a vet upstate, um, and she's like, yeah, he's going to be fine. He's got a bunch of stitches. His ear's probably not going to grow back. Ouch. But um, so Joey, so they're like, you should really call your dad and let him know that his dog's okay. And so Joey calls and is like, (laughs) a woman answered. And they're like, talk to her. He's like, "Uh, hello, I have your dog. (laughs) He's okay. We'll return him. him. Yeah, I remembered him doing that just a little bit differently. Like, like if you ever want to see your dog again, that's what yeah, I more too. like. Do they do that for something else? Because yeah, I felt like it was almost more like a threat for ransom. That's what I thought too. Is like it okay. must be it must be something else because I could have sworn there was like a if you ever want to see your dog again. Like, yeah, <laughs> totally. Okay, so that must come later when Joey puts on a voice for something else. But um, quite funny, and so. Um, so Phoebe goes to she goes back upstate to return the dog. She knocks on the door. A woman in terrible tacky outfit answers. And oh, like, no. so tacky! It's like very '80s, but I guess this was mid '90s, so it's not like yeah. There are some people that were still hanging on to that style, probably. Well, and you did did you see like the decor in her house? Did you see the cat picture in the background? No. She's like a cat, like a painting of a cat, like with a ball of yarn. Oh. Really classy sounds stuff. Cute. It actually sounds pretty yeah. cute. <laughs> um, right. And so she's like, Noodle, what happened? What thanks for returning? What's left of my dog? And Phoebe's like, Can I talk to Frank? Frank Jr. comes to the door and she's like, No, Frank Sr. And the woman is like, Well, he went out to get groceries four years ago, so we're expecting him back any day. And she leaves, and then Frank Jr. runs out and finds out that Phoebe's his sister. And they have this awkward conversation about Frank Sr. on stilts. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a cute bonding moment for both it two is little cute. weirdos. They are. They're both, like, just weird enough to be, like, good for each other. Do you want to see where he hit his head on the gutter? Okay. Or whatever. It's, like, cute. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, maybe I could call you sometime. And she's like, I'm in the book. And I was thinking it's mm-hmm. funny because Monica said that before as well to somebody. Like, a, mm-hmm. she was on a date or something. And she said, I'm in the book. And I think, like, we've talked about this, phone book's weird, but I wonder if it's just a way that the writers did it to not have to, like, constantly make up numbers. Yeah, like, write down a phone number, have them just, like, happen to have it, or, like, fumble around for a pen and paper or something. Or maybe that was what people said to each other back then. I think they did, and unless you weren't listed, I guess. Or you had, like, a super common name. Mm Mm-hmm. But I, I think know. you would just be like, yeah, it's Smith on 14th Street or whatever. Like, right, you would probably right, know it what your, your... It had your address, your address. too. Oh my gosh, privacy, yeah. right? Anyway. So, um, yeah. So that's the that's pretty much the story, right, for Phoebe. That's Phoebe's story. 
Yeah. I do love the part at the at towards the end of their like awkward little conversation when she's like, you know, it could be cool because like if you had this friend named Pete, I could oh, be yeah. like, oh yeah, I know Pete. He's friends with my brother. <laughs> and he's like, I have a friend named Mike. And he's like, that. she's like, that she's works. Like, yeah, it works too. He's like, he like doesn't get it. I got a friend I know. named Mark. They're just both like They're quirky so and funny. Yeah. And so don't worry. Frank Jr. comes back. Frank. Yeah, it is Frank Jr. That's right. Um, I was going to say Frank the third but no frank jr jr that's later anyway frank jr comes back into our lives he's hilarious so that's good okay the title plot line of the episode the bullies so the bullies um ross and chandler are in their weird workout clothes and yeah. like tennis rackets or something I think they're playing racquetball. Well, they're okay, going to racquet. play racquetball. They're, yeah. And they're like, oh, I'm beat. Let's just hang here in the coffee shop. Let's skip racquetball. And so they like sit down. And then these two men in giant baggy suits come up and are they like, look like. They look like a Looney Tunes version of a stockbroker or something. They do. I'm assuming like. So Ben recently sent me a meme of the NBA draft, the present day versus the NBA draft in like 1994 or 96 or something. And it's, like, mm-hmm. the baggiest suits. Like, it's so much fabric. Mm-hmm. I and think was that was just, just more the style. It was the style. It was just these giant, oversized, baggy suits, which, like... Well, you think about it, like, even, like, jeans were baggy. Shirts were baggy. Like, nothing everything was, like, was tailored. Baggier. Yeah. It's quite funny, though, because it is kind of, like, it took a while for American men to get used to wearing a more tailored fit that was always seen as, like, mm-hmm. a European cut. Yeah. And like really not masculine. But then, do you know, I think it was the emo, the emo phase that came in. And mm-hmm. when men started wearing women's jeans. Girl jeans. Yeah. To make them skinny enough because men's jeans weren't skinny enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously that wasn't like your average jock. But like, I think that the emo crowd really was the were the pioneers. So thanks for gr- breaking that ground for us all. <laughs> emo men, you know who you are. Um. Yeah, and now guys wear much more tailored stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so anyway, so back to the baggy suits. Um, the one guy the one guy who steals the hat, doesn't he look like Eddie? He does look like Eddie. Like, yeah. I feel like they found Eddie's brother, and it's like, wait. <laughs> like, yeah, we need an extra. sounds like him, kind of. For those of you who are yeah, not familiar, know. Eddie was um, – Chandler's roommate Eddie wouldn't go the one was yeah where Eddie wouldn't go so um so basically they kind of are like he steals the hat and um and the guys are just like okay and they just like leave and they go back to the girl's apartment and they're like we just got bullied um and so then the next time the guys go to the coffee shop the two bullies are there again because apparently they you know the stock's aren't very busy and so they can just hang out at this coffee shop in their looney mm-hmm. tune suits and um and they like start bullying them and um ross tattles to gunther and is like These i know guys are trying to take our seats and they're like you told on us and i love the part where ross gets confident for a minute and he's like he's like wow who says that and then he's like look pal and he like flicks his little bolero tie <laughs> Yes. But I feel like this Ugh. isn't like Ross is not normally the type of guy to well, maybe he does try to stand up sometimes for for stuff, but I like his like confident wave for a minute and I wish Chandler would have just backed him up. 
And yeah, like, but yeah, it doesn't. His confidence here. doesn't last long enough to do anything about it. That's true. It doesn't last very long because then the guys like tilt the couch back and are like, "You can mm-hmm. never show your face in this coffee shop again." Um. Yeah. So the guys get a bit rattled. Before we go on further, I wanted to ask: Have you ever had a bully? I don't think so. But yeah, I not don't on really your bus. Any. Uh, that girl stole my purse when I fell asleep, but I wouldn't say that she bullied me. Um, and then once all the other girls on the bus found out that she stole my purse, they, I probably beat her up. But no, (laughs) I don't think I got bullied. Did that girl Mary Jane ride your bus? Mary Jane? I don't think so. Um, um, I didn't have a bully either, but I do remember one time in PE in middle school, I was like, walking back from the track into the locker room or something and I somebody shoved me from behind really oh. hard and I like kind of went flying forward and I turned around and like Mary Jane and another girl were like standing behind me like laughing what I mean it was just once do you want me to go beat her up well I still don't like her to this day <laughs> you're gonna have to remind me who exactly she was in the yearbook because I don't really remember oh, okay. anyone named Mary Jane but I will. Okay, you point can her out that. later, and I'll we'll do that. I'll have a strongly worded conversation with Mary Jane. Head. If you're listening, Mary Jane. Well, I'll, I, sh- I guess I should say as well. Um, I looked her up on Facebook. Oh no, oh. no I didn't. She popped up because we've got like a um, our high school like ten year reunion group or something on Facebook. Oh. A couple years ago, and she meant she like commented, and I was like, oh this bitch and I clicked on her and <laughs> she's all like I love Jesus he is my lord and savior and I was like whatever Mary Jane I remember what you did maybe she's had a change of heart well Jesus may have forgiven her but she never apologized to me I'm just kidding oh. I have no problems with her whatsoever I was a little bit like just a Ugh. tiny one but um yeah it happened once I wasn't gonna like honestly if I would have like gone and told our PE teachers it would have just made everything worse and she never bothered me again so it wasn't a big deal just some light we're just gonna assume something was going on with her maybe something was going on at home yeah that's probably true that's true those are the kinds of things that like when you're in middle school you don't realize like okay this kid is probably being attacked you know or like has things going on but yeah anyway if you're out there Mary Jane no hard feelings only wish you the best girl kisses watch out for me <laughs> if you can't tell us apart right now, it's a good thing. Just keep watch your back. Oh, jeez. Okay. Um, I have had people tell me that they can't tell us apart sometimes when we're talking on the podcast. I believe that. I obviously I that, think we sound very different, but well, but if you don't know either, like I find that with my favorite murder, I cannot tell who's who. Mm, true. Good point. So I have to kind of because the thing is, they only say their names at the beginning. So just as a little bit of a checkpoint, this is Ashley. This is Renee. I think you said that like me. You don't, you're not usually as like, this is Renee. I don't know. Just kidding. I'm going to confuse people. <laughs> I was like, how do I? Hi, it's Renee. Hi, it's You've Ashley. You've reached my podcast. <laughs> Please leave a message after the beep. Or just text me. Beep. Anyway. Text it. Text it. Okay. <laughs> What's that from? Uh, another girl who was really annoying and had stuff going on. Oh, her away message. <laughs> Yeah, okay, I remember now. Uh, um, okay. Okay, so, so bullies. So bullies. So, um, right, so the boys get, they get too nervous to go back to the coffee shop. And also that one bully keeps wearing Chandler's hat around backwards with his suit. I know. Which is like. Which 
Does this hat have a Grinch on it? I think it's the Grinch. I was trying to figure it, it out. Is, and I was like, that's kind of what it looked what like. I think it's the Grinch. And it's also What's like. What's funny too is when Ross is like, well, he was having a really hard day and he oh, bought the hat to make himself feel better. And he's like, shut up, man. And like, just like, shut stop up. Talk. I was like, is that real? <laughs> and it's just embarrassing? Or is it just like Ross is just being a weirdo? I didn't really get it, but it is. I funny. think it was real and he was just like, this makes me sound like a sissy. So a loser. stop talking. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, right. So this guy's wearing this hat with his suit that doesn't, I don't know, there's bolero ties. There's a lot of decisions being made that we cannot explain. Um, and so the guys are like, oh, we've just got this cappuccino with a K. And they try to like make that up in the boy's apartment. Ugh. And they're like, stir and drink, stir and drink. Never let it settle. It sounds horrible. I hate instant coffee so much. Especially if it's spelled with a K especially if it's spelled with a K. Just in case you guys are writing things down or just keeping tabs, one of Renee's <laughs> biggest pet peeves is when Hi, words, I'm Renee. When words are spelled deliberately incorrectly, like kids corner and then the K, the corner being spelled with a K or like cappuccino with a K. Uh. <laughs> so that's one of Renee's or least kids favorite things. ending with a Z, like Zs instead of Ss, right. Ks instead of Cs. Like it's whimsical. Just spell it no, right. It's, it's not whimsical. Um, it's not whimsical. Spe- speaking of inexplicable outfit choices, Ross is wearing like a candy cane sweater fine um and so joey's like this is ridiculous i'm gonna go down there and we're gonna have a word with those guys um and so they're like no i don't want joey to ross is like i don't want joey to have to be around every time we want a cup of coffee so mm-hmm. joey goes to his niece's christening and the guys go downstairs and um quickly like they're like how long does it take for a cup of coffee and they like drink yeah. it super fast and they're like well we've made our point and they go to run outside time to go they run into the bullies out front um, and the guys are like, oh, what are you guys doing here? And then they're like, fine, let's just settle this. And they like start having a conversation about like, OK, no watches as a weapon. OK, no keys as a weapon. OK, are we hitting faces? No, I've got a big presentation tomorrow. Yeah. Also, I've got to show a house and nothing below the belt. Cheryl and I are trying again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so funny. And so right as they're about to get into it and Ross starts peacocking hard, um, mm-hmm. these two Eastern European looking thug dudes um, steal their watches and keys. And so they all chase after them and they end up bonding together, having chase after these other thieves. But Chandler trips on a little girl's jump rope and blacks out and misses the whole thing. (laughs) Yep. I love how spastic Chandler is. It's like his spastic stuff is like getting, it's kind of like starting to come into its own a little bit more. And it's Mm -hmm. so funny and lovable now. So he, he does that. He trips over the girl's jump rope. We don't see it, but it's explained. And then at the end he tries to, cause now that they're friends with the bullies, he tries to get his hat back and the guy says no. Mm -hmm. And so he, like, steals it and tries to run away and then, like, trips behind the couch. He's such a spaz. really funny. What? Um, Oh, such a spaz. He's such a spaz. Yeah. Yeah. But I do love when they're all, like, sitting on the couch, like, no, you did a great job. Oh, yeah. Who would have, you really, you know. Bing, gave it to Mr. Clean. Yeah. It shows that everybody can be your friend. Maybe the bullies just, I just, why were they bullying them? I just, we never got an answer. No, they were just like, you're in our seat. And then they didn't like the fact that Chandler came back with a sass or sarcastic reply. He sassed them. He sassed them. I think 
they were just like guys are just too alpha male you know what i mean mm-hmm. back with yeah. their baggy peacocking suits. was a good description yeah they just didn't feel like they could be emotional there's enough of- room for everybody in those baggy suits honest there's enough room for you and your emotions mm-hmm true so that's up. And so then it ends with oh, the YMCA check. dance at the diner and thus begins oh, yeah. a few episodes of Monica. I can't remember how long she's there. It's definitely a good few episodes because it comes back up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think it's until through Pete, which we haven't even met Pete yet. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love Pete. Yeah, I do too. So um, anything else you want to say about this episode? Mm-mm. Okay. Well, then in that case, this is Ashley. This is Renee. And that's it for episode 21, the one with the bullies. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye.